Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kim Folk and them, of course, with my Kim Folk ish Greg Knapp Jazz, and of course, our Nim for the day, Jazz. How you doing? Hi, <laughs> Nim for the day. Nim for the day. I said, and I'm not gonna say what it sounded like, but let's. Okay, move Yeah, it sounded... <laughs> All right. Well, won't damn, be using man. that again. Thank you, guys. Damn, bro. Just damn. Right. That was terrible. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you. And of course, if you are a first-time watcher, please make sure you like and share. If you are watching on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe on Kim Folk and them YouTube page and also on the Sports Plug. Let's go ahead and get into our first topic of the night. Ice Cube meets with President Trump. Of course, this is something that's been hitting uh, social media very hard. A lot of mixed reactions amongst the black community when it comes to Ice Cube meeting with President Trump. Um, hey, who wants to go ahead and get this started off? Well, I guess I'll go ahead and give it a whirl. Um, as far as I've... I saw he had a interview with um, Willie D. Was it that just came out, or somebody uh, with the um, YouTube series podcast? It probably, it probably was Willie D. Right. I didn't get a chance to check that out because it was like today or yesterday. Um, but from the information that I've gathered, you know, it seems like Ice Cube is trying to go in there with his platform and his connection and his network and try to set a certain standard for what is necessary for the future of you know yes black america but the future of black america to me is shit, the future of the world you feel me so right i feel like a lot of people took it out of context like oh since he had a meeting with him like oh he's endorsing him or you know pushing mm -hmm, for him mm -hmm, and he mm -hmm. literally said that he has not endorsed any candidate like he want to know what their plans is for the black community right the issue is the democratic party like they told him that they had a plan but they didn't want to talk to him right now and so that was the big thing like they put him on the back burner and trump didn't and so that's where all this controversy came about but i feel like people just took the story and ran with it like cube literally put it on his page like he said i have not endorsed anybody mm-hmm Ahead, yeah, people are really good at so i'm gonna go back a little bit to make my point right so back in september 11th of this year there was an article written in new york times and the title of it was encounters with black leaders trump has chosen photo ops over substance the reason why i'm bringing this up is because i feel like ice cube intentions were pure i think he went there like napoleon touched on you know to get his stuff out and you know try to make sure that the black people are the future of America because we really are at the end of the day. But Trump uses these black leaders. In the past, he's used Martin Luther King III, obviously Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, Kanye, to name a few people, as pretty much chess pawns on a, on a chessboard to just say, hey, look at the black people. We, we have these nice black people that endorse, that endorse us, right? They're not endorsing him. But he uses them as a, as a, you know, as a pretty much a tactic right. to get everybody to know, like, hey, these black people are talking to us. Ice Cube, one of the most notarized 
black people, you know, black leaders, the people that speak for us, people that do stuff in our communities, right? You put these people in front of our faces and say, look, these people are having meetings with Trump, which meaning that, hey, they're with Trump. They're probably not with Trump, but the average casual person that's watching social media or watching the news channels, they don't know that. So that's why you're getting all this outrage about Ice Cube getting canceled and all that shit. But really, he doesn't have to be canceled, but it's just a bad look, in my opinion. I think if you're going to have a meeting with Trump, this man got to sign a non-disclosure agreement or something, bro. Because you got people like Eric Trump tweeting out, uh, making photo uh, Photoshop shit of 50 Cent and Ice Cube with Trump hats on and shit like that. Like, bro, like, it got to be some type of way where you can get Trump in a room by himself, make him sign a non-disclosure agreement and say, hey, this is between me and you. This is between me, you and your committee or whoever you have around us. And let's have a private conversation about what you can do for the black community. If you don't do that, you're going to have situations where people are saying that you need to be canceled because you're meeting with Trump. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, shout out to my boy, that man Dooley, checking out on Facebook. He says they both wanted Q to be part of their campaign. Both parties called Q. He didn't endorse anybody. Yes, we did say that. Uh, one article I did see, um, I don't know how true it is, but they did say that he tried to meet up with Biden, and Biden actually denied the meeting. So right. both, parties, like both parties did not – yeah, both parties did not actually – um, endorse, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, actually meet with uh, Ice Cube, only President Trump. And here's the thing. We as black people all know and understand and realize that we're not going anywhere, okay? We're not going back to Africa. We're not going to Canada if Trump wins 2020. We're not going to Mexico. We're not going to Germany, okay? We're going to be here in Texas, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in Michigan, for the next four more years okay so with that being said us as black people we have to figure out and find a way to continuously get better because as of right now in 2020 this is probably the best time to be a black person if you really think about it okay and i'm not saying and i'm not saying everything is great in the world i'm just saying with the tools that we have the information that we have the way that the world is nowadays we have to take full advantage of the of what we have here with or without Trump at the helm, and if we have somebody like Ice Cube that has been the forefront of black empowerment since his NWA days, I'm going to ride with him before I ride with Kanye because of everything he's done for the black community since day one. So for somebody like Ice Cube that actually has his platform on Twitter and does not wild out like Kanye, and it has set the record straight since day one of how he felt about Trump, has met with Trump, talk to talk to him and can have a, have a plan to move forward i trust ice q way more than i trust kanye west sure. yeah i definitely trust ice q more than i trust kanye west i give you that off top i've not trusted kanye west since i don't even know to be honest hell yeah, i don't trust kanye since the yeezus album that album was trash ish what you over there smiling for what you got i know you got something on your mind <laughs> nah, I don't got anything on my mind. Nah, um, I agree with what Greg said. Um, I know he had well intentions and everything. For me, though, this just plays as an example of um, just wanting a seat at the table, the, not really paying attention to what the cost is. Like, you just wanted to be at the table so bad 
Kanye needs to leave the drugs alone and get rid of Kim. Oh my! <laughs> why? Why we? Why are we doing this to Kanye right now, man? This ain't this ain't kill Kanye Stop, Greg. Stop. Stop. But anyway, um, yeah, I just kind of feel like he wanted to seat at the table so badly that he didn't actually think about the consequences or the optics of what it was going to look like and how they were going to use that um, or manipulate it. I feel like if you're going to do business with um, people in know your know the person you're doing business with right so like if i'm gonna go talk to you i know you reached out to both parties um and only the trump administration actually wanted to sit down and talk with you at this time um i feel like you know if you're not clearly going to endorse them you're not clearly going to say like yeah you talk to me so i'm gonna back you or something then you need to do your due diligence to make sure that they don't twist that narrative to make it seem like that's the case, um, which obviously he didn't do because now we got this firestorm coming out and people questioning like, oh, did he endorse Trump? So on and so forth. Now we got the Photoshop pictures coming out. Um, it doesn't help that 50 Cent came out and started endorsing Trump openly and they're grouping the two of them together. And, and I'm happy so, you I'm happy you brought that up because that was the second part of this topic that I wanted to bring up as well. And, you know, we'll go ahead and segue into that 50 Cent endorsing Trump. How do you everybody here in the group feel about that? It is what it is. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's a business. It's a business move. I, 50 Cent is a businessman. He wants to make business moves. He wants to again. He wants to seat at the table with those type, uh, with those people. And I think I've heard a lot of people. 50 Cent is not the only person I have heard that they have said for business purposes for tax purposes, whatever, like, yo, I'm rolling with Trump. I'm a minority, but I'm going to roll with him because it's going to look good for me in my pockets. So it is what it is. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, in regards to the 50 Cent part of it, I pretty much going to echo the same stuff that uh, Ish said. Uh, 50 Cent is a money-hungry son of a bitch, just to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> That's what I've been seeing, especially since he's not very good musically anymore. He's doing whatever he can to, you know, investment-wise, to show power, all the spinoffs and power and stuff like that. I think he has another show coming out. So, dude just pretty much just trying to make sure he sits at the table, like you said, with all the other money-hungry people in this let's, world. Let's and also not forget, I don't mean to cut you off, Greg, we are in Texas, and I don't know if you if you guys have remembered or seen on social media, but he's also been done his bottle tour all throughout the state of Texas for the last year, coming to Houston and Dallas, and like I said, doing these 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 signings of of, of his, his new liquor and whatnot. Um, doctor, right? No, it's actually a new uh, brown liquor. Um, I don't know the name off the top of my head, but I will do my research right quick. But um, like I said, he's 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 known since day one when he came into the rap game as somebody that is about his money when it comes to. The video games, the merchandise, the uh, the 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 clothing, the everything that Fifty Cent came out when he first jumped jumped on the scene in the rap game. He's been about his money. So for Fifty Cent, like Ishmael said, to endorse President Trump because of business purposes wise, we have to understand as black people, white people aren't the only people that have money in the United States. Black people, Hispanic people, Asian people have money. Where they're not looking at President Trump as, oh, he's a bad guy. I can't, I can't vote for him. They look at him as, hey, he's gonna help me save money. I don't care what everybody else thinks. I'm trying to make sure I save my pockets for make sure I take care of my family. 
Go Jazz. Like, you got something on your mind? Um, backtracking a little bit. I don't feel like Cube was in the wrong of making the meeting. I don't feel like he had those intentions or anything, or he wanted a seat at the table. Like, he literally wanted people to just show and prove that they had a plan for the black community and not just like try to get out and like get the vote with no actual plan. Like, what are you going to implement? What are you going to do? So I don't feel like he just wanted a seat at the table or have his name in the sauce. I felt like it was all pure, like, and it's just who Trump is and the type of society that we live in, that people don't do their own homework or research and everything is at surface value. As far as 50 Cent, um, by no way am I endorsing Trump, but I'm like, like you said, as far as a businessman, you know, perspective, he gonna go with who gonna give him, make him the most money. And that's just that on that. No, I definitely agree. And just to give everybody a heads up, that is uh, Branson Cognac. If you guys want to check out that 50 Cent Cognac, Branson Cognac VSOP. If you want to check out that brown liquor, go ahead and check out some 50 Cent you know, liquor out there. Uh, I, I don't sip on brown no more, so I'm going to leave that alone. Um, and at the end of the day, the the election is coming. It's it's what about about three weeks now? Less than three weeks. The election is here. People are yeah, all I mean, voting, and I don't know why people not showing numbers. Maybe I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But people well, have voted in, in, in Texas. In Texas, from early voting, there's a lot of uh, records that have been broken oh, yeah, in Texas when it comes to early days, voting. So first two days we broke records. Um, uh, people are voting. It's just you already know how it is. People are gonna wait until November third. It just it is what if people gonna wait that last it's second and they had three real. weeks they had three weeks to vote they gonna wait till the last second to do it. It's gonna get real real because they have to wait for all these mail in. Fifty is starving to stay afloat. Of course, shout out to Dooley again. He says fifty is starving to stay afloat. This man has filed bankruptcy several times. His investments trash. Branson cognac is trash, and power is on his last legs. Well, I'll say this: if that is if that is the case. Then obviously, Fifty Cent and President Trump has something in common when it comes to having businesses that okay. go into bankruptcy. So I would just say that filing bankruptcy isn't it's not a bad thing. Always a bad thing. Yeah. Thank you. It's a business move. It thank you. Thank you. Your money that way, but yes, yeah, no, that is it. that's something that I think the word bankruptcy sounds worse than what it actually is when you pull back the curtains on it. And there's a lot of words that are like that in our in our. You know, English dictionary that sounds one way, but in reality, when you actually see the definition of it and see what it actually, you know, what it is about, then you then you find out like, man, it's not really a bad thing. I'm not saying bankruptcy is not a bad thing, but for business purposes, a lot of people are able to use uh, bankruptcy leverage wise for their next business. It has a negative connotation when it doesn't necessarily. Thank you, Jazz. That's the word I was looking for. I appreciate you very much. Hey, I'll, I'll say this real quick. So, like, you know, um, how Colin Kaepernick, how he said, like, I'm not disrespecting anything from military. This is what I'm doing this for. It's the same thing with 50 Cent. Like, when it, nobody cares what his reasoning was, but they're going to see what they want to see in it. And they're going to paint their own perspective. And that's what's going to get outside out in the media. The media is going to portray what they want to portray just like they're doing right now. So, I mean, um, Ice Cube, I, I think I said 50, 
Ice Cube, um, Ice Cube okay. gets in there with good intention, but nobody cares. Wait, we talking about Cube this whole time, right? right? I know. I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said okay, 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 okay. This nigga, Ishmael Syria, I see you. Hey, man, stop, stop using my full government name on the podcast. Bro. <laughs> I don't care, nigga. I'll fix Nigel, nigga. Ishmael Syria, nigga. Was making oh, a face with eyebrow, like <laughs> well, we, we all we all know who we don't want to go to jail with. That's my fault. Don't worry. Yep. All right, all right. Like okay, saying, well, yeah. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Let's go. Let's go. Wrap it up. So we get to the next topic. Nobody cares. So I mean, you can have all the intentions you want, but y'all go ahead, man. I'm just Whatever intentions you want to have. Are you? Finish it up. What? Let me talk, man. Finish. I gave y'all y'all time. Don't rush me. Man, say what you need to say, bro. I let y'all talk the whole time. I'm quiet, bro. Go ahead. I'm quiet, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> no, Brett, go, Brett, go. Everybody waiting. Me too. You got uh, segue into the next subject. Go ahead. What you got? All righty then. Since we're acting like kids, this next topic, this next topic is actually perfect because when you turn eighteen, you become an technically a full adult and the big topic on this day is should Americans be forced to join the military at 18 pretty much this new generation type of draft uh, the reason why this topic came up I think is because um, let's be real I think this generation and previous generation um, the reason why they get ragged on a lot is because the generation prior to them was forced into war because of what was going on uh, in the United States. So when they had to go to, to war and come back, what it seems like a lot of those people are a lot more appreciative of their country because of them having to fight for it in whatever way, either men or women doing it uh, overseas or, of course, in the United States. And when I was in South Korea, the South Korean military you actually have to serve in the military for two years when you turn 18 years old. There are certain countries that force you to actually have to serve in the military when, when you are born in that country. So even if you move away from that country, you actually have to come back at 18 years old, do your military service, and then you can leave again. And from the people that I've met that are in Korea that, again, remember, everybody male-wise have to serve, a lot of them appreciate the country a lot more and are more disciplined, um, more mentally you know, focused and ready to achieve anything that they want to achieve going forward because they know that they pretty much put in their work for two years, right? So again, the topic at hand is, should Americans be forced to join the military at 18? I personally do not. <clears throat> feel like anybody who is going to die for their country 
like if I'm allowed to go to the military at 18 or you forcing me to go to the military at 18, I should be able to vote. Like there's no way in the world I should be able, you know, you want me to put my life on the line for this country, but I have no say so in anything that's happening. Like, so. I have, I have, a, I have a question. I have a question. Who said if you join the military, you can't vote? No, I'm saying you can't. I'm just saying, like, I need all the. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying too. I mean, you can vote when you're in the military and you're 18. You, there's you can do absentee voting. We, we did it in the military. Right. What are you saying, Jazz? Jazz had too much wine. Ew, it's okay. Now, now, what you could say? Now, what you could say? I'll help you out. You got a little bubblies in you. I'll help you out. What you could say is. And again, this is this is coming from somebody that served in the military as as well as Napoleon. I wasn't going to join the military until I at least turned twenty one because I'll be damned if I take a shot for for the for the United States if I cannot take a shot for myself living in the United States. I wasn't originally so, going to join the goddamn army. I wanted to go fly fucking planes. I wanted to be in the air force. I wanted to fly jets and shit. But I ain't talking about you right now. I'm talking about. Being over twenty one, have I would rather join at twenty one than at eighteen. I understand that aspect of I don't want to. I wouldn't want to join at eighteen. Twenty one is, is perfectly okay. But again, we're just getting at the the aspects of if this was a forced draft. Say again, say if we went into war and everybody had to go at uh, at eighteen or whatnot. Um, you know, would you most likely join or would you find a way to, to get out of it? But again, if it was a draft type of situation, you know, get your butt in there. Let's go. There's a lot of, really a lot of ways to unfold this um, and a lot of things that are problematic. One, especially already with having young people joining the military now with the mixed community that they're trying to bring into male and female. Um, to the diversity of people joining at these young ages, especially when you don't want to join, when that's not what you feel like you want to do. And I guess the way that the, we're aligned as a, as a society breeds war. So, I mean, if you really looking into, okay, you're being forced to join the military at 18 so that you can do what? Is it to get the disciplinary skills so that you can come back or is it so that you can be a soldier for that country or is it both at the end of the day you know what i mean because now all those men in korea at some point in time if they go to war guess what they have to leave their families they have to leave wherever they're at that's every man that's over the age of 18 that's capable and you know that signed up i feel like that's a little bit unfair and if you go deeper into it it can be very very problematic but can can i be the difficult fool yes sir like i'm always doing in the facebook message group yes sir uh so i got a number of questions for this specific question so are we saying the selective the current selective service would be thrown out the window and it's just like a straight draft or are we saying we're gonna do a program like in South Korea. Like, that's a lot of yeah, yeah. That's 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 on me. My bad. Yeah, it's pretty that's much just like South, just like South Korea. I apologize. Just like South so, Korea, the where once so you turn eighteen, point, you have to yeah. join 
Um, either years. the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, you know, that type And do of two years. Yes. I think it's hard to do that because of our immigration pop- population. So, like, how many immigrants we have, um, people come from all different places. So, like, are we putting a stipulation on as long as you're an American citizen, like, right, you got to do uh, no. two years? Or, I mean, what what exactly like is American that? American-born. It would be the See? same kind of standard that it is now where you can have foreign citizens go in and they receive their citizenship, if that makes sense. I mean, that happens. That happens already. We, we've seen that in the military. That's, when well, we that's were what I'm there. saying. Yeah. So that kind of wouldn't necessarily be. And like, there, there are people like like Napoleon said, there are people that don't have their green card yet that will join the military to be able to get their papers to be an American mm-hmm. citizen. I mean, if we're saying American born and you must do two years of service or whatever. I don't I don't think so. I think we have a large enough volunteer population that we don't need that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. We've evolved past that at this point. Uh, we got a lot of people that that's what they grow up wanting to do. Like they want to be in the military and they feel like it's an honor. It's a family legacy. Mm-hmm. Like I want to represent my country, this, that and the third. Like um, there are a lot of people in our society that that is what they you know look to do or they are more than happy to do that. So I think that we don't need that. I think in South Korea, you have the situation that you have because that maybe isn't something that you got. You don't have a large portion of that population really willing to volunteer and go do that kind of stuff. So um, I think in America, it just doesn't work. It's not going to work. It wouldn't work. Uh, You'd have too many people dodging, too many people doing some shady stuff to make sure. uh, Yeah, AWOL. You have a lot of AWOL people. We don't need that. a lot of people sure, taking injuries. Why should I go and fight for a country and put my life on the line for a country that don't care about me? Oh, it, yeah, it's way too problematic. Once you, but I mean, can you put up duly com- uh, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Not that one. <laughs> I, I got you. Not made for those of color. <laughs> okay, this man said he'd rather live in Africa than join mm. the military. Let me just say, if you move to some parts of Africa. You will immediately be in the military. <laughs> <laughs> now the thing about it, both of y'all should know that. Whether you're a civilian or not, you, you will immediately be in the military. Now, now, Brett, you of course are a military brat. Your father, of course, was in the military. How do you feel about this topic? I think the word "force" would rub a lot, a lot of people the wrong way, like. Just like Ishmael said, we have a great volunteer base um, and people who want to do it and grow up their whole lives and they want to do it just like Ishmael said. And I think that if you force people, you're going to get people for those two years are not doing anything and just making it worse. Now you're actually degrading the military that mm-hmm. you want to be there and it being the elite military that it is. Right now, you're watering it down with people who don't want to do that. Y'all, y'all think the yeah. military is elite? Well, okay. Well, I need well, y'all to join yourselves to see. I was going to caveat as well, but go ahead and nap. What Brett said and what you kind of said, it is elite in some ways, but but and it's supposed to be elite to the American people, especially those elite teams. But just like Brett said, it's gonna, it's already has a certain degradation now. Because you have this standard where soldiers that actually are putting in the work aren't getting 
and our good leaders and our good working with those junior soldiers and getting the younger guys to understand what needs to be done. Those aren't the guys that are that are staying in. Those yeah. aren't the guys that are that have longevity because yeah. because of the culture of the military and the mental inst instability that it causes. You know what I mean? And for someone of that suit, they're not nobody's trying to stick around for that shit. You know what I mean? And when you realize what you're actually fighting for, you're like I'm not trying to stick around for this shit. So now to caveat Mike right quick, what Brett and Ish was saying as well, when it comes to the great volunteer base that they have that a lot of people, you know, I, I you're, you're probably all right on that, but let's remember as well, you know, y'all weren't in, but there are people that are forced to be in because of either you join the military, you go to jail or either you can't eat for a week or you go to military so you can get your three three meals a day because of their where they come from. They they come from nothing. So a lot of people see that as an opportunity to get out. And like what Napoleon's saying, you get into an you get into a situation where you're like, damn, I'm 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 in the middle of nowhere and I'm fighting, you know, for the wrong reasons. I, I'm just fighting. I was just fighting to get me some some extra meals as just a couple extra dollars in my pocket. You know, that's still, that's still voluntary in a sense, yeah. though. Like it, yeah. I understand. Of what course you're saying. it is. Like, of course it is. But at the same time, it's still voluntary in a sense. So it's like those people are making that decision in order to you know take advantage of a certain aspect of the military rather than what you're saying and what is being proposed is like we're taking these 18 year olds and we're saying at some point once you turn 18 between 18 and such and such age you must serve two years and that to me just it waters down your system because it creates a lot of issues that we then like Think about the VA system right now. So we gonna re we gonna change the VA system. That's mm -hmm. I was I was about to get at that as soon. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Christine Robichaux. Oh, Check out the broadcast. She said uh, the VA is already terrible. The benefits that people get now would be so much worse if people <laughs> if people were all forced to join. Yeah. This giving me real Hunger Games vibes. Like <laughs> <laughs> Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Nah. Forcing people to join at eighteen. I think. I think. I just, I, I mean, my bad, Brett, to cut you. I just honestly feel like when y'all hear this, I think it's a, it's a shock at first. Cause I think I, when I first heard it too, when I was in Korea, it was kind of like, damn, y'all all gotta join the military. That's crazy. But again, when you see the outcome of it and you see everybody that's in Korea, they're not, they're not crazy. They're not, they're not beating everybody up. They're not. They don't have bombs and, and weapons and this, that, and the third, all these negative connotations that you have about the military when people get out. They do have a lot of the dis the dis disciplinary structure that they got from the military. Of course, their military is a lot different compared to ours, so I'm not trying to comp say it's the same thing. Um, but I think for disciplinary reasons, and that's something that my grandma, shout out to grandma, she also brought up as well, and I think this is just an old head mindset saying that young folks need more discipline, so they need to go to the military or they need to go to this, that, and the third. I think that's an old head mindset thinking because you don't have discipline, you need to go to military, police, you know, this, that, then the third to get straightened out. Mm -hmm. But does the military really supply discipline? Yes. Depends. <laughs> yes. I, I mean... It does, but it, it does it supply long lasting discipline and structure? No, because that's on the person, regardless of oh, yeah. like shit that you go through. 
but yeah. you still have a better understanding no, of what needs to be done. You know what I mean? To be more disciplined and. And I, I, I also say this, when you're in that structure of being in the military, yes, discipline. I'm, but like Napoleon said, once you get out of that, once you get out of that structure and you go do whatever you want to be, be a civilian again, you can do whatever you want to do. If you don't want to work out, it's just like being an athlete. When you when we were playing football, you had to work out, you have to watch film, you had to do this, you have to do that. Once you stop being in that 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 constant cycle of being an athlete, right. now it's on you to work out and eat a certain way and to do this. That, that's the discipline. Yeah, you feel that's the discipline that you're supposed to have as an individual, same way as it is as a being a soldier and then being a civilian again. That's how my, it is. My one last point to this, I think if it was saying, you know, you had to join for two years from the ages of like 18 to 30, I think that would be more well received because then you could be like, hey, you choose when you want to go, but you have to go for two years. I think then, then you know, once you hit 18, you can say, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and get over with, you know, because I know I have to go in for two years. Let's go in, do what I got to do, and get out. Or you might be in a hard place in your life at 23 and be like, man, I need to go ahead and just make this move, and I can drink too, so I won't get in trouble for drinking. The other question is, if if we do this, are we getting a call back afterwards, after the two years? Oh, that's no, no. I, that's a good question, Nap. But I'm gonna say no because, again, um, just for this situation, once you do your two years, you're good. Um, I would say the only people that have to get called back is if you are under 30 years old. Then, if that's the case, if that's the case, I would. Uh-huh. My bad. Let me say. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Under under 40. Under 40. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Under 40. Uh-huh. If that's the case. It's, no. not, hey, it's, ten, it's, a, it's not a 10 more year. Yeah, another 10 more year. Oh, 10 more yeah. year gap. Then you imagine the whole system. Because with this, because every year, millions of people turn 18. But that's when you make it voluntary if you choose to. Don't yeah. So I would say, I would say, if it's just like two years and then that's it, I can stay longer if I want, if I end up liking it, then I feel like that's a whole different dynamic and saying, hey, if we like you, we're going to call you back. Yeah. If you're ready, stay ready. You know, that, that's a whole different dynamic. Yeah, because real shit, if you right. tell me at 18, all I got to do is a little two years in the military, I'm going to get a little skill set, a little discipline, this, that, and third. Bit. All right, let's get it. And I don't have to go back? Okay, cool. Yeah. That's fine. Right. So what does that do for the jobs that, you know, you get – like extra points or whatever because you served in the military well let me let me let i'll i'll, I'll get to that in a second oh. Dooley says sierra leone's cool it's it's nigeria that's killing everybody that's ish people my people are peaceful that's what i am not nigerian hey that's that's what Dooley said i didn't say it. that's what Dooley said he says by the way special shout out to my old ra jasmine this is abdul if you yeah, oh my yeah, that's, yeah, that's Abdul. Hey, it's a T. It's a TSU connection. You know how I go. Can now? Can y'all repeat that question one more time? Um, I said, what does that do to like? So, as far as like governmental jobs, like you get points preference if you served in the military. Yeah. Which I mean, depending on which side you on, like you care or you don't care. But if everybody now has these military points, that waters that down. Well, again, um, I guess it all depends on what you want to do after the military. There's a lot of people yeah. that don't 
go to government jobs after the military. I'm, I'm not in a government job after I got in the military. Napoleon isn't either. So, I mean, I understand completely where you're coming from. Um, if anything, that just um, makes makes the, the competition of the job just that much harder, unfortunately. Um, but something like how long you were there. So, you know, not just if you started the military, but you said for five to I mean, it's like on a job, you're, you know, if you want somebody that has five years of experience, it's, you know, just, if you put it that way, it's the exact thing. All right, last comment, uh, Christine says, and then there, then we're going to have a military overrun by men even more than it already is. The female population in the military already suffers enough but can you imagine if there were more if there were many more males terrible um hey mm. that's that's here to know there i mean but if we do all americans or is it just men uh look this, that's, i believe it's a ma- i believe it's a male thing if it's i mean if it's just men then christine yes i see your point but if it's all americans everybody has to go then no i think it's a man thing like um are women supposed to sign up for selective service? I didn't think so. Uh, well, I thought they changed yeah. it to like. I, I thought they did too. That is everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm old, so I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're not that old. Like, yeah, like it's after a certain year, everybody has to sign up for the selective service. It's no longer just men. Yeah, I don't know what year it was. Christine says nope. Oh, okay. All right, let's go ahead and uh, get on to the next topic for the night. NFL Week 6 recap, of course. If you check out the sports plug, you'll see that me and Ish already recapped yesterday. If you want to check that out, you can check that out on that uh, podcast on the sports plug. And uh, since we have Jasmine here, we're going to go ahead and start off with her and her Green Bay Packers. So, uh, let's, let's go ahead and talk about what happened with uh, the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, no need for the one-finger salute. Just uh, tell, us, tell us what happened, A-Rod. That was the thing. <clears throat> okay, so what had happened was those two interceptions. So, the first one was like a clear interception. The second one was like a fluke. Like, nobody expected it. But I honestly feel like they couldn't get their head back in the game after – those two interceptions. Like, I felt like they felt defeated. And so we went 38 unanswered points uh, for a 38-10 Buccaneers win on Sunday. Unfortunately. And that by no means mean that Brady is better than Aaron. It just happened to play that way. As much as as much as I like me some Aaron Rodgers right now, I'm sorry Tom Brady is ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, just any what question? It is. That's a statement. Um, the question I have is moving forward. Let's get to about week 13. Where do you see your Green Bay Packers? I mean, seven, seven weeks from now, where do where do you see your Green Bay Packers? I feel like that was a stumble. Like I don't feel like that's going to define our season. It doesn't, but I'm just saying, you know, win loss, you know, season as win loss projection at the time. Do you see you guys actually rolling into the right direction? Do you see you guys still I trying do. to figure out figure out wrong. things on the offensive side of things? Your defense is, is is still coming along. It's not an elite defense, but do you see everything coming along by the time 
uh, week 13 comes along because, you know, in a, for a month after that, that's, you know, postseason comes along. So that's when I think Aaron really makes his stride around week 13. So I was just trying to figure out how you feel about the Packers around that time frame. I mean, I feel like it's okay, twofold. I feel like we're going to, we've been getting better as a squad as well as with our new coach. Uh, we had a strong season last year. Um, we only, we didn't lose people. So I feel like we're only going to get stronger as a team. Uh, I feel like the biggest thing with any of the teams is we didn't have a preseason. And so you have all of these injuries and things like that. So that's going to affect who they're playing and how they are playing. Um, but by the time we get like week 13 and things like that, um, everybody should be at their best, at their peak. People should be healthy by that point. So I, I feel like, I mean, <laughs> we're Green Bay. So it's it's going to play itself out. There may be a few stumbles here and there, but I still see a winning season. Like, of course, we finished 13 and three last season. Definitely, definitely understandable. Again, shout out to my boy Dooley. He says uh, she's from Michigan, bro. She got to run with the Packers because the Lions suck. Yeah, I ain't forget you was from Michigan. Trust me, Dooley. I didn't forget either. I didn't forget either, and I and I get on her all the time about not being a Lions fan. She want to go with the winner. I understand. No, I mean that was a conscious decision. I, I personally, how it happened. I hate the Cowboys, and Green Bay normally puts the Cowboys out of the playoffs. It was the second year in a row, about 2012, I believe. And that's when I became a group. It sounded like the uh, same time frame that Dez catch it or not. I think that was around that time frame. It was an eight and eight year. Yeah, yeah. Another, <laughs> But one thing I will say about Green Bay, we're not, not here to get on Green Bay and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. You say y'all are Green Bay, but when's the last time Green Bay has been to the Super Bowl? Uh... 2010. Now that's when. That's how long it's been. If you got to think about it, it's been a long time. So if you're winning 13 games, you're not doing it in the postseason. That matters. I mean, that was just last year. The year okay. before, we had a rough year. Our quarterback was out, was hurt, and I mean, I understand that it doesn't. You know, it shouldn't fall down to just whether or not you got a good quarterback. Unfortunately, two seasons ago, that's what it was like. I can't say Green Bay is one of those teams who it's not like it's the team. I mean, it is, but, like, we weren't prepared to, like, run a whole season with a backup quarterback. Well, welcome to the NFL where things happen. And uh, backup quarterbacks also win your Super Bowls. We saw that in 2017 with Nick Foles. So I don't want to hear any excuses about quarterbacks. Maybe the Green Bay Packers organization need to stop drafting backup quarterbacks. Green Bay run. I'm just saying, maybe they need to stop drafting excuse. backup quarterbacks. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that was not an excuse because the Saints like did perfectly while Breeze was out, and that's long five and oh, Teddy two gloves yeah. exactly. So it's just those are the faults that we have as Packers. Like we put all of our eggs in the Aaron basket, and when he got hurt, we had nothing to fall back on. So he did just um draft a quarterback. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why are you drafting quarterbacks when you're not drafting some of those uh, eggs to help always, and not stay in the basket of Aaron Rodgers? I'm not right. understanding. You always right. That, that wine, that wine getting to you, huh? Uh oh, uh oh. Now, help her out, please, over there. Ish, help her out. I'm just trying to. I am just wondering why are we listening to this nonsense over here, man. No, 
all these excuses and all these buts and ifs and whats and I don't care what you got to say. The Packers lost to Tom Brady. Let them know. Thirty-eight unanswered points. I did not negate that. Mm-hmm. 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 I didn't. I said it up front. Y'all, y'all, the type of team to allow the ugly bears to come in and beat y'all. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now we were talking about the bucks. We weren't talking about the bears. Don't even. Don't. Uh, y'all gonna have to see them soon. Uh oh. We will, and we normally play them twice, and we'll win both games. Please, please. I mean, you have to play them twice during the division. I'm just saying. I'm just saying too. And we win both of them. We'll see. Next. Are oh, you right. with the protection of Aaron Rodgers? We're not the only team that played this week, okay? This is very true. So let's go ahead and get on. Let's get to let's get to the your favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, um, the the, the the other big big team that's out here, uh, and of course our our friend Napoleon Robichaud's favorite team. Um, unfortunately, did not have a great showing on Sunday Night Football. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Monday Night Football against the Arizona Cardinals. Horrible. Yes. Um, as of right now, Napoleon, how are you feeling after week six as a Cowboys fan? Bro, we're going eight and eight. Um, eight? Nah. You eight? Eight? You gonna win eight games? Not even. We might. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, that's just benefit of doubt. But that's, 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 that's the benefit of that's the benefit of not having Dak. That's what it is. Game. Two interceptions. Two fumbles. Come on, dog. 97 rushing yards the whole game, the whole game, the whole game. And I know Zeke dropped twice, but, I mean. They're called fumbles. Don't forget about Dalton throwing the ball 54 times. Yeah, oh, yeah. Happen. The 54, um, that's what I'm saying. Is, ha, 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 ha. Thank you, Rob. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> we know who that comes from. And um, how long is Dak supposed to be out? The rest, of the, season, rest of the season, sir. He's out right. for the rest of the season, sir. Uh, so we fucking with Dalton for the rest of the season. If he don't get his act together, really, if the team don't come together, because apparently we got all this locker room drama room. Um, I mean, I, four I, and I 12, agree, Dooley. I agree, Dooley. Four and twelve. That's that's fine. When I say Mac, they still gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> I say Mac five only because of the NFC. And uh, honestly, you know, they say if you can't get your house right, then you can't work right. So if they can't get their homes right, which is their locker room, they can't get that shit together in there. Then you know what I'm saying. And how it's gonna tra- it's gonna continue to translate on the field. You know what I mean? Your quarterback's gone. Niggas, niggas is gone. It don't. Niggas is gonna be gone. Niggas across the board is gone on all teams. Deal with it. Play fucking football. Y'all wanted to play football. Play fucking football. Coaches mad. Oh. Well, shut them the fuck up and play football. But no, I want to fucking be all right. I'm gonna stop. Yeah, please, please calm down. First of all, this is this is professional football players. This ain't high school varsity blues no more, son. Ain't no, boys ain't out here. Like, boys ain't out here just about to play football like for the hell of it. They not gonna do it, all right? They are playing for the hell of it. That's what this pandemic. Sit your ass down at home and let's take care of these people in this world, y'all motherfuckers. All, all these sports, goddamn it. Fuck the bubbles. All right, this is what happens when you're. This is what happens when your football team loses because I promise you, yes, if the Cowboys are six and zero, yes, if the Cowboys are six and zero, he wouldn't be feeling this way. Now shut your ass up. Shut your ass up, and we're gonna go to Gregory Turner and talk about his Houston Texans. Um, stop now. Did they get a new coach? 
They did not Trash. technically get a new coach. They promoted their office or defense coordinator to head coach, which was Roman Cornell. Uh, he's a Texas player, of course, Tennessee Titans this past week, which we, me and Ish talked about on yesterday's show, which I dubbed the game of the week. Uh, you can ju- you can uh, argue that with your mamas if you want to, but I feel like that was the best game of the week. And um, hey, because of the running game of Derrick Henry that helped us win that game, a divisional game against the Texans. But like I told Ish and Greg, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. I honestly like the way that the Texans came out and played. I like the game plan. I love the energy that they had. They really almost probably should have won that game. Now, moving forward, because let's be real, it's looking like Romeo Cornell is not going to be the head coach for the Texans, and that's fine. Who would you want as a Texans fan to be the head coach moving forward? Um, I'm not sure for the coach. I'm going to be really honest with you. But I've seen a name for a GM that really interests me. Lewis Riddick, come on down, big bro. Come on down, big dog. We need run. you as a GM. Now, that, down, would be, that would be a home run. If y'all was to get if if y'all was to get Lewis Riddick, don't shake your head. Don't shake your head. Wishful thinking. Hey, I I agree with Isha saying, but to be completely honest, if Cal McNair gives Lewis Riddick the reins of Houston as his playground, as a Titans fan, I'd be completely honest. I'm scared. I've seen we've we've seen Lewis Riddick build teams before. We've seen him do it with the Washington football team. And also, we've seen it on ESPN when it comes to he he, he said this guy was going to do this, this guy was going to do that, this guy was going. Hey, he's been right on a lot of different things, and I have no problems giving him an opportunity. Somebody has been correct on you know years on TV now. Not like not like he's somebody that's been on TV just been blurting out things like a uh, Paul Pierce or Booger McFarlane or whatever. At least Lewis Riddick is probably the the smartest person on ESPN when it comes to football knowledge. I have no problems giving him the opportunity. I, I, I Greg, honestly, I think that's a great choice. He's yeah, smart enough I mean, to run away from this job. That's it. Hey, ish, shut your ass up. Anyways, <laughs> um, it's wishful thinking. Honestly, uh, I don't. I'm not sure what coach wants to come to this mess. But a GM, we need a good GM to come clean this up. Uh, as far as the Titans and Texas game, I really don't have much to say. I know it's. I mean, not it's, I know X said that uh, the Texans could have won this game. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, motherfucker. We still lost. So, uh, and with that, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. It's clear as day to me. Uh, I was trying to, you know, kind of hold off from saying that because he is—he does play for the Tennessee Titans. But Tennessee Titans are one of the most dangerous teams in the AFC, and Derrick Henry is clear-cut the best running back in the NFL. That's all I got, honestly. Like I said yesterday's show, at the end of the day, I don't care about what happened these first six weeks. Next week is what matters when they play against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will see how good the Tennessee Titans really are next week. Brett Reese, is there any is there anything that caught your eye this week? We know you don't have a favorite football team, but is there anything that caught your eye this week? How bad? How bad Dallas is? All right, this, this, we're not going to beat a dead horse. Is there anything else? <laughs> you asked me. You asked me what caught my eye, and like, right. how like literally how bad as a team right now they are. And that was. I mean, honestly, I was. Because like my father-in-law, he's he's a big Cowboys fan, and I have to check on him now every week because make sure he doesn't go hurt himself over there. Mental health, man, you gotta check yeah. all these people's mental Seriously. health. Yeah. And I mean, but honestly, outside of that, the the Titans are still surprising me. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how they do. Who is surprised by the Oilers at this point? 
Let them keep no. Let them keep being surprised. Not ish. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine being under the radar. I don't want nobody to take us seriously. I'm fine with it. Let the man explain. No, in Kansas City, we know who y'all are. (laughs) I bet y'all do. Uh, I'm interested to see how y'all do without Lawan. I know that's a big hit. I know you guys are gonna say like next man up. That's what you're supposed to say, but that is a huge hit. Uh, Yep, yep, yep. How that how that um, looks, especially next week. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, wrong time to lose him, but hey, like you said, next man up. This is my AFC championship matchup, so... I'm oh, really? Yeah, going to run it, run it back in the AFC championship? Okay, I okay. Said last, I said it last week when you guys asked me. This is my AFC championship. Did I say, remember he, I said the Chiefs? He did say that. He did say can that, we, though. Can we boo him Can we boo him from the lobby? I am not going to boo him. Nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Who are you talking about? This is talking about the Titans. He definitely don't have to mute his microphone for five seconds. That was a good. That was, that was, that was a good prediction. Please, because I said that last week. He did. He did. He did. He did. So I'm consistent. All right, is Saigon besides the Chiefs? Is there a player that caught your eye that you weren't expecting to have a great game that like he did? <sighs> Joe Burrow. I've been talking about Joe Burrow for a long time. I've been saying that he's a man. He's uh, doing his thing. He's playing the right way. Um, but for him to jump up on top of the Colts the way that he did, and he and T. Higgins look good. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better person to take over the 85 in Cincinnati. Um, I just think they've got something brewing in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. He's looking like that man right now. Uh, if they can fix some other things around that team, uh, the AFC North could become a dangerous place to play, with the exception of the Browns. Yeah, we got to figure out what happened to the Browns. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the Browns, let's go ahead and liquidate the team. Get OBJ need to go. Uh, Jarvis Landry needs to go. Nick Chubb, please run for your life away from the Browns. Kareem Hunt, please, for my fantasy team's sake, leave the Browns. Um, Baker Mayfield, yeah, you done, my man. Let's just go ahead and liquidate that team, and then they'll figure something else out. So we were, talk- we were talking about this a little bit on the chat because we were talking about the Eagles uh, at first. And my comment is based on what Greg said. Is that fair because they were playing the Steelers? What do you mean? I understand. What, what do you mean? You play in the NFL. You play a schedule. Like what? What are you talking about? Well, I'm asking because we're saying liquidate the Browns. They still have a great record. It's not like yeah, they're four and two. It's like they're zero and six. It's four and two after six weeks because when in in week fifteen they might not look like they look right now. So we have to wait and see how this season plays. Zero two in their division. Zero and two in their division. And that and that's what and that's what really matters. They are zero two in the division. But what I'm saying, but okay, so back to your point, who have they lost to? Ravens and the Steelers. Right? Two yep. of the better teams in the league. What does that matter? What to matters? Be honest, in hey, order to go to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to beat one of them, or they're going to have to beat the right. Steelers. You're right, you're right. But my point was, because I was talking about the Eagles and how they look like dumpster juice, I'm going to say exactly what I said, but. They came back, and to Greg's point, we were like, is that fair because they're playing against the Ravens, who is one of the better teams? So I'm asking, the two losses that the Browns have are against the Ravens. And the okay, 
the Eagles came back against the Ravens and made it look like a game. The Browns got destroyed. Like the, the Browns, Browns got killed. Even in right. They right. pulled their starting quarterback out of the game. They aren't even on the same level with these teams that are competing. So not, what are I'm we talking saying, about? I'm not disagreeing with you. All I'm, all I'm asking is saying – What are you asking? No, they don't get a discount because they were playing the Steelers. If that's what you're asking, no, they don't. They, no, they don't. What, Chris? What, the Ravens – no, sorry, the Eagles Please. The Eagles Please. have a discount. Nigga. The Eagles, have a, the, the Eagles don't have a receiving core. Listen, they did that with like man, get them out of receivers. Dude, Brett, be quiet. No, they don't get a discount. They I'm don't get a discount. I'm, I'm not asking for a discount. I'm just asking. I was just a general question. Well, no. Okay. Is it no, I'll ask. Do you want me to say it in German? Nine. Do you want me to say it? Do you want me to say it with my African accent? No, no, you dumb mother sucker. Oh. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you guys for that one. All right. Last topic of the night. Let's wrap this show up for the night with this really interesting topic that I'm going to have my boy Greg introduce to the people out here watching because he's, he's what are y'all laughing about? He's the one that brought it up. I, mean, it's a, I think it's a, a great topic and I want him to explain to everybody what's going on. So it's yours. Yeah, put him on the full screen. So yeah, I mean, his topic. Y'all put me on the spot. I didn't expect to be on the full screen. I mean, you don't want to brought this topic up. I want you to explain to everybody. Uh, I mean, there was a clip that went viral of this couple, the Ellis couple, uh, been well known for documenting their family life, and um, they were talking on their podcast, you know, having discussions about, you know, the husband Duvall, I think his name is. I probably mispronounced his name. I apologize for that. But uh, he was just pretty much saying like, hey, you know why do women force monogamy on their husbands when they treat sex like a chore? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's pretty much what the, how the topic came about, you know, you know, on social media, people have their think pieces and people have their own perspectives and opinions on, you know, monogamy and how that's supposed to be ran and, you know, the men's role in situations, the women's role in situations. So that's how this topic came about. Uh, anybody else want to chime in? Well, that's another reason why I wanted to bring Jazz onto the show because she's, you know, you're very into these uh, social media topics and whatnot. And I know you're something that you, that you've seen and we talked about uh, about this situation. So, if you would enlighten us on how you feel about it, I would. We would love to hear how you feel about this. I'm but Greg didn't say his point. He didn't say his answer. Sorry. Greg didn't say his. No, the woman. The woman can go first. The woman. Can go okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I'm probably not the woman to like ask because I'm not necessarily one that has to have monogamy. Like, I'm open to, I don't know why the word is evading me right now, but okay. um, yes, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm open to polygamy. She's from Africa. <laughs> Um, in the way, in the sense that he said it, um, in the context of that video, I don't, I, I can't like understand it because it was more so like women don't want to have sex consistently or enough to please their husbands. So why force monogamy? And I've never had that issue in a relationship. In fact, it was the opposite. So I don't, I don't understand. I can't put myself in that situation. I've never been in a relationship where my partner wanted to have more sex than I did. So, generally speaking, 
do you think women monogamy on men's? I don't feel like men. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like women agree more with monogamy than men for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason is, but do you it's, think it's more of a possession thing, as in when a woman has you know has found their soulmate, has found their mate? They feel like since you know since you are with me, you're my possession. You should only be with me, right? I feel like it's hard. It's like you go through. Not necessarily like you go through a lot of men, but you go through a lot of shit that, of course, when I finally find a good one, I don't want to, you know, share or what, Greg? What? Yeah, why are you making that face? about reform hoes, my nigga. The fuck? We're going back to reform hoes? Oh, no, we're not. I said not going through, uh, going through men. I said going through shit. Like, you don't want to deal with it. Anyway, emotional intelligence, most intelligence, most intelligence. Can I can I just say that this the way this question is worded is mad immature for one. Let emotional intelligence. <laughs> because dude, I'm gonna let you make it for for adult for adults to be talking about somebody forcing somebody to do something <laughs> like this is mad ridiculous, dude. Nobody's forcing, nobody's forcing you to do anything. No, no it's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Okay, please. Please explain being forced. Please explain being forced. Bruh, let y'all doing these all cop out ass answers. Let me come on. Go ahead. I would love it. I'm waiting to hear this. Let's go. Let's get juicy, baby. Let's get juicy. Let's go. Because if you don't want to go, I got you. If anybody's forced to do anything, society has imposed the standard that we should be monogamous in our relationships. Yes. Does that is that what you have to do? No. Because it's a free world and you can do whatever the fuck you want and you're a grown person and you need to communicate with the person that you are doing anything with. And and once you decide that I'm in a relationship with somebody, you, I'm committed to you, me and you, not me, you and her and him and her, I'm committed to you and her, then I can't say that somebody is forcing. I chose to be you just two. Thank you, Napro. And now, if I want to have more sex, we need to figure out what we can do so that we can have more sex. If I want to have sex with other people, we need to communicate with that. Maybe you don't want to be with somebody who wants to have sex with other people. You got to find somebody to fuck else. You got to move on. Thank you. Thank you. Go, Greg. Go ahead, Greg. I want to do what you want to do. So I actually watched the videos and I actually listened to their podcast in between when they were talking about this. So this brought me back up to the other tweet I made the other day. You shouldn't live with anybody before engagement because at the time the the talks about getting married between those two were, they were already shacking up. So the question became, what are we doing? We've been living together for years now. Are we going to get married or not? That's okay. what the woman said to the man. So that? I'm not done, nigga. So you can dress after I'm done. <laughs> so at the end of the day, the question the woman brought the question to the man what the typical question women ask what are we they were shacking up already so the woman wanted marriage because they were in a situation of what are we we're just in a relationship living together because because usually i'm not done my bad my bad the woman forces the man to officially settle down and get married she wants to stack up for the rest of her fucking life what are we doing here? Bro? Okay, so we done. We done now. You done? So you yeah, done? I'm done. Oh, okay. Um, Greg. So I listened to the the whole clip, like you talking about. 
And he was exactly what he explains to her is that they were, like you said, they were living together. They had been living together for a while. And then she basically wanted clarity. She wanted clarity on what is this? What are our intentions? Where are we moving towards? Right. He used the right word for that. That's why I said the way that this is worded is mad immature because nobody is being forced to do anything. He used the right word when he was discussing it with her. He said, I felt pressured, which that is a different story. If you feel pressured to make a decision, that's one thing. Nobody's going to force Nobody forced. She did not force him to make that decision. She did apply pressure by saying, I am not going to be somebody's living girlfriend right now. You as an adult, as somebody who is mature to make a decision, you're able to evaluate your own feelings, your own, like how ready you are for certain situations. You can then make the decision. If you are not ready for that, you do not want that. Then you move on and allow her to go do her thing. But the fact that you felt like some, you had some, you needed to possess her or something, you decided as a person, you wanted to be with her and you locked up with her. So you can't look at somebody and say, you can say you pressured me, but you can't say you forced me because she didn't force him. Like pressure and force are a thin line, dude. But my thing is, no. if you want something, do not do not do that bullshit where you jump up and down. Like, don't do that with me. Do that with me. <laughs> but do my that thing is, me. if you want something, that doesn't make your point more relevant, nigga. Don't do that. Well, if it doesn't, then focus on the object at hand. against nigga. Stay focused, no. nigga. Because I'm pretty sure the relationship was going well until she asked a stupid ass question. Oh, you need to marry me. Nigga. Hey, hold on, hold on, Greg. And you know when she asked it, she ready. asked it. She asked it during a time where everything was going perfect. They hey, was doing, they, on, was doing they were doing, they were doing some walking on the beach type shit. And then she, and then she blurted out that shit at the wrong time. She couldn't wait until they actually had a sit down conversation and actually had. She, I, I, I know she was. I know. She did. So, so hers asking him if she's gonna marry him or he's gonna marry her is a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. I wouldn't ask, nigga. She How said, "What a, are we gonna do?" That's yeah. You, we've been living together. We've been all right. You, I, you should definitely be living together for some time, however much time you want to be. But at some point in time, you hey, I got shit. I'm trying to figure out. I want to do it, life. I want to do it with somebody. Am I gonna do it with you? She even said at the time that's what she wanted. Like this is what I wanted. This is what I felt was the natural progression. This is what I wanted for my life moving into the future. So Mm -hmm. she's making plans as far as this is what I have planned out. This is what I want. Why can't she ask that question? I got. I got. I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. Can we also? Can we also agree that women usually are naturally at times a little more mature and more ahead of men when it comes to wanting to have certain things? Before no. men, as in a family, no. you know, this, no. that. Uh, no, no. Okay, never mind. No. The issue is, no. the issue is, men want to have different shit with a woman who doesn't want anything that you want. Find somebody who want to do the same shit you want to do. Don't try to. Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. Hold on, hold on. So you saying, hold on, hold on. So you saying this only men, women do the same thing too? No, no. We're not saying no, just we're, men. We're, what we're talking about is women force monogamy on men. It, everybody needs to know what they want. And so, if you don't want monogamy, don't be with the monogamous person. Exactly. It's not that hard. This is not complicated. Hold on, hold on. Jazz, let me go back to the point of between the, them two, right, when they were talking. So, them don't niggas don't know what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro. 
I don't know why you no. keep instead of going back to them niggas. We didn't clear it. We didn't clear the confusion. You didn't listen to it the whole no, thing. I, li- I know. I know plenty of what needs to be heard. I don't know what the fuck you trying else to say, my nigga. To be honest, this is what I'm thinking. Napros is ignorant, fuck. He sound like he sound like that old used car salesman trying to sell you that radiator, boy. That's, I don't know what to tell you, but that shit worked though. I don't know what to tell you. Who is she down three though? Hey, I don't know what the fuck Napro talking about, but anyway. I don't know what this you talk about, nigga. Well, if you let me speak and not cut me off, I cut you bullshit. You, you still, you still cut me off. You still, cut you me right, off. nigga, because you bullshit. Oh my god. I love Wednesdays. I love it. All right, I'm good. Thank you, douchebag. Anyways, at the end of the day, I think the problem of not okay. So it's okay for a woman to bring up, let's get married and all this shit, right? So before they got married, they were having crazy amount of sex right the woman has kids and all that shit now she doesn't want to have sex anymore that's where the point of forcing comes into the play because the what? nigga is thinking the same shit he's gonna get before they got married is gonna be the same shit when they get after that's not a force still you need to understand that women bodies go through a lot of that shit yeah damn greg oh lord that's a terrible point oh lord actually no it's not because you said she had kids already they were already having a lot of sex maybe she doesn't feel like she wants to do have sex and wear her body nigga she, and she deserves to get cheated on. Is that the case? She oh lord! Wow! Everybody wow. get us! Everybody get us canceled! Oh lord! Greg gonna get himself canceled. I'm getting. Deserve to get cheated on. Right. Oh, bring y'all, bring y'all ugly selves back to the damn camera. It's already said she got cheated on, so he already beat me to the punch, nigga. Okay, yeah, because he couldn't understand that. That's what she wanted at the time. That's not what he wanted. So he branched out and did something else that technically, because of their relationship, is a form of betrayal to that, them. That also because has to that's the understanding that they have. Right. I feel like this question is a cover-up. This question is a cover-up for what you really wanted to say, was that men should be able to do, not necessarily be monogamous when they're not getting as much sex as they want. That's what it should say. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's really what you what the issue is, is that once that's they got married, like. we wouldn't have enough sex. So well, maybe, maybe, maybe Greg, maybe Greg should have told me to write it down like that. I would have wrote it down like that. But because if I would have got enough sex, it wouldn't be a question of whether or not we were monogamous or not. Right. The facts. Right. That is exactly what it what, what it is. Bray, Bray, you want to chime in before we get up out of here for the night? Yeah, I feel like this whole topic is wild. Like, welcome like, to Camp Folkenham, baby. It's like what Ishmael Jazz and it's all about communication. If you communicate what you want when you want it, and you guys work work that out, like if you can't work it out, then you guys need to separate. Exactly. I, I, then go then, somewhere else. What's the, what's the complication? But you also need to be mature enough to know that, like, my sex drive now is 
not necessarily the same sex drive you're going to receive eight years from now. Right. And you got to be able to communicate that shit. Older like, the sex drive though. Am I wrong? I mean, but like you, not. Am not, I wrong? No, answer the question. Am I wrong? You, no, no, no. no, 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 no better, nigga. You need to stop being general. You need to be talking to whoever you talking to about their sex drive, my nigga. But regardless of what the generality of the shit is, no, nigga, you need to listen because you want some bullshit, my nigga. You upset. You upset, my nigga. Cut the show. Cut the show. Christine, just to finish it off for the night, she says he decided to commit and marry her for better or for worse, blah, 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 right? So if he didn't want to be in a relationship where he might not get sex for a while, then he shouldn't have gotten married. The sex, the lack of sex happened after they got fucking married, nigga. Okay, yeah. so what does that matter? And, what does that matter? He can communicate with her and let her know that like, he's not satisfied. You right. He, he can communicate like, that. Listen, and, and, nigga, cheat, nigga. Fuck out of here. <laughs> What if she's okay with You could go talk to her when she'd be like, Yeah, bring some bitches over. Shit, we're gonna fuck them all. I'll record them all. No, I'm just bullshit. But <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Bring the bitches over. We got the camera. We're gonna put on the tripod. We got a couple of toys over there in the back. We're just making jokes, but the point is communication, nigga. Also. Just like Napsay, you have to communicate. <laughs> if she wants more sex, you guys got to talk about it. You guys can bring, I mean, like you said, you can bring in toys. You can, whatever y'all got to do to liven it up, maybe maybe they'll want to have and more nigga don't want toys. You want other bitches. Bring well, him you gotta, the You got to talk about What the fuck are you talking about? Well, you wanted other females ain't got nothing to do with it. I can't fix yeah. anything. Nobody forces yeah. anything if that's your problem. Yeah. You knew you wanted more bitches you before you get the tie down. To begin with, though, that means you wanted other people to begin with. So if you wanted no, a ordinary, you wanted to clean the cop out. That's a cop out. Actually, tell me, you Greg? Do you know what you want, Greg? Huh? Do you know what you want, Greg? What? To be taller. All right, we're gonna wrap it up there tonight. We're gonna end the show on that joke because because that was a killer. Uh, and of course, Jazz, if you can, please let the people know where they can find you. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Hot Tamality, Hot Tamality, Hot Tamale. That's H A W underscore T A M A L E E. She don't follow back. Hey, real quick, if y'all have any ideas of some topics that y'all think we should uh, do next week, go ahead and hit the inbox for Kent Folk now. If you want to hit the boy GT directly or hit me directly, you can go ahead and do that too. And if you got some, you know, informational resources that we can give to the people to help, you know, uh, financial, educational people that's homeless, people in need, whatever the case may be, you can send that directly to me so that we can go ahead and start making these changes the way we need to make these changes. You feel me? Let them know, Playboy. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody got anything else to say before we get up out here for the night? Yo, wow, boy. Cheat, please. Cheat I love y'all niggas. Do not listen to Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg is the last person y'all should listen to. If you have to, fuck it. Know All right. Say what you want. New pussy is always better than the old pussy cheek. Thank you, everybody, for checking out Kim Fogan. And we'll see you next week on Hump Day, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. Hopefully, we'll be here with uh, the same cast. And hopefully, we'll not get canceled because of Greg. See you next time. <laughs>